Hello everyone, it's John. And I'm Andy. And, and we're the producer and directors of Wooden Overcoats. We're getting really good at saying those words, aren't we? Really badly together. <laughs> uh, we're talking to you today, uh, if you can hear, outside in Brixton in London. And that's where we recorded the first series of Wooden Overcoats. And I'll tell you something now, we've booked the studio for series two right here again. And we put down a deposit... So please help us get to £8,000 so we don't lose money for no reason. You see, this is the thing. Obviously, this programme is enormous fun to make, but the way we go about it by getting as many amazing people to perform for you and to make you laugh as possible all over the world, it costs quite a lot of money, and we need your help to make that Series 2 a possibility. And thank you, everyone who's donated so far, because that's why we're here. We've got £6,000. And we just need a little push to get to £8,000 so we can actually give you the series. And that would just be the, the best feeling in the world It for would us. make my September. But the one thing we do just have to say before we give you Piffling Lives is if we don't make that £8,000... We get no money. None of it. That's, Not a sausage. It's just how Kickstarter works. So if you want to help us, please go onto the Kickstarter. Look at the great rewards we're offering you there. And if you like independent comedy, support it. And we really... <laughs> would be forever grateful um, but for now here's a very special little thing we've drummed up for you here is Piffling Lives I hate that's an impression of me <laughs> Desmond Desmond the man the mayor today we uncover the myth behind the legend as he goes head-to-head with Piffling Vale's premier journalist, Sid Marlowe, in the most electrifying interview of the century so far. This is the village of Piffling Vale, and these are Piffling Lives. Wooden Overcoats presents Sid Desmond. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Just making sure it's actually working. Mm. It's the batteries, really. They're crap. Oh, yes. Testing, testing. My shiver ran out of battery this morning. Did it? Yes, it did. <laughs> yeah, I thought you looked a bit... What? Well, nothing, just uh, nothing. No, anyway, I think we're ready to rock and roll. Oh, yeah, good, good. Another coffee before we get started? Another one? Yeah. I haven't had any coffee. Yes, you have. No, I haven't. I made you some when you came in, didn't I? Well, uh No. Oh, I've got some. Y- yes, I... I y- mm. Right. I know. Right. Uh, because you made it. Well, didn't you ask for some? No, well, you offered, and then you didn't actually... Uh, look, I don't want to make a big thing about this. Oh, flip it now. <laughs> I'm going mad. <laughs> but, but, but please, no, it, it's really not important. Here, look, I'll put some on for you. No, 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 well, no. Take a minute. No. Please. It's fine. You sure? Yes. Really. You can have some of mine. Yeah, no, no, no. It's fine. Biscuit. Oh, yes. <laughs> there mm. we are. Thank you. Mm. Now, <clears throat> Mr. <clears throat> Mayor. Can I call you Desmond? No. Right, so, Mr Mayor, thank you for coming round today. It's all right. I know uh, your own premises are being redecorated. I assume not at the taxpayer's expense. 
I assume? Well, not now. It won't be, no. Good. Right, um... I'm having another biscuit. Yeah, go for it. Right, so, Mr Mayor, I think we should kick off with your very public, uh, stated intention to turn Piffling Vale from a village into a town. Mm. And how's that been going for you? Oh, very well, actually, very well. Thanks for asking. So what have you done so far? Well, I've certainly been telling people about it. Yeah? I meet people out on the street and talk to them. And, you know, I'll just drop it into mid-conversation very casually, sort of like, golly, this village, eh? Don't you wish it were a town? And that sort of thing. Do and people agree with you? Well, they certainly don't disagree with me. And are we any closer to this, you know, actually happening? Well, we have got two hospitals and a golf club. What more do you want? Ah, what more do you want? A whole lot more, let me tell you. A toy museum, a discotheque, a couple of waterfalls. Believe me, I have got ideas. And are these things currently in motion? Well, that depends on how you define motion, doesn't it? Does it? I'm sure it does. Well, I think we all define it in the same way, don't we? <laughs> that could be considered a bit of a bourgeois attitude. Though not by me, you understand. Well, OK. When I say motion, I mean, are your plans currently going anywhere? I'm happy to skip the question if you want. No, I'll answer it. Good because it's the only one I've got. If you mean, are they costed? No. If you mean, are they going to happen within our lifetime, then, well, it depends how lucky you feel. But what I can say is, I have done some sketches, and they're really quite comprehensive. Some sketches? One or two sketches, yes. Oh, do you have them with you? <laughs> oh, yes. Can I see them? Oh, well, I don't know about that. Oh, I'll be very kind. You won't need to be. They are very good. Fab. In that case, you could let me see them. Help me out here, mate. Fine. Yes. OK. Uh, right. So, you see? Now, Is this here... a napkin? Yes. Now, this is the waterfall I am planning. You see? <laughs> That's me at the top. I'm waving. Yeah. Who's that? Oh, that's my Nigel. Oh, yeah. You see? <laughs> We're going kayaking. It's just something I came up with in the last council meeting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like this. Do you? God, yes. Ah, well, once we get this waterfall up and running, we can all go kayaking whenever we want. What a story. Mm. I think I speak for everyone when I say that this is tremendous news. I am very excited. I am delighted to hear you say that. And so, Mr Mayor, when can we expect our new waterfall? Well, soon-ish. How soon-ish? You have to understand there is a lot to do. And it's very difficult when you don't have a secretary anymore. Mm -hmm. You mean Marjorie's sudden resignation? Yes. I had to let her go, of course, because she was... Bunkers. She was under the weather, certainly. In fact, on her last day in your employ, she took you hostage, along with several members of the public, and threatened to have you all killed. 
<clears throat> I think it's fair to say that if I'd known she was going to do that, I'd probably not have hired her in the first place. Now, this is a delicate question, but do you feel at all responsible for her breakdown? No. Do you? No. Well, that's all right, then. But, but I mean, you don't think there's a possibility she was overworked? Oh, she was most certainly overworked. But then there was a lot of work to do. Still is, actually. I'll probably go the same way. <laughs> Will you? No. Well, I hope not. You can put that stapler down now. Good. Well... Anyway, with your previous secretary locked up in prison, you're presumably doing everything yourself. That must be quite stressful. Oh, you don't know the half of it. I mean, talk about trying to keep a life-work balance. Well, that's a joke all by itself. God knows how Nigel puts up with me. How is the Reverend at the moment? Oh, incredible. No matter how difficult things get in the office, when I come home from work, he's always there for me, with that dazzling smile, and we'll make dinner together, and he'll tell me about all the saucy confessions he sat through that day in church. I made confession the other day. I know you did. <clears throat> yes, right, well... Seriously... It does get to one, all this. That's why I used to hold those all-night blackjack tournaments, just to take the edge off. And I am sorry, but I say that when a mayor plays a blackjack, that means it is not illegal. I'm sorry. That's what I believe. Uh, but blackjack is legal. Oh, yes, so it is. I'm sorry. I keep forgetting. Carry on. Well, in a nutshell, you've got a village to run, no secretary on the top of that. You're still adamant that you want to transform our village into a town. Give the people what they want, Mr Marlowe. Well, this leads me on to a question I've just thought up. Mr Mayor, because you see, some critics have said of your scheme that you... Critics? Are... Sorry? You said critics? Yes. I didn't know I had critics. Well... Just a handful. Not even that, really. Why do I have critics? I mean, I think anyone in a responsible position, like what you've got, usually has critics somewhere. Do you think I should resign? What? No. Because if people aren't happy, I think I ought to step aside and let someone else do it. No, 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 no. They, they are happy. Are they? Very happy. You don't sound sure about that. 100%, believe me. What about the critics? Look, they're happy too. <laughs> That doesn't make any sense. Well, what I mean is... If they're happy, what have they got to be critical about? It's more that they think that, quite simply... Are you happy? What? Yes, I'm very happy. So why do you think I should resign? I'm not saying that. Well, I must say, you have presented a very compelling case for kicking me out for somebody who claims to be happy with what I'm doing. No, I haven't. <laughs> Look, all I said is that there are some critics who say... Who are these critics? No one. They're just some critics. Are they here with us now? What are you doing? Look. Look, they're not going to be in the drawer, are they? <laughs> They can do anything with technology these days. Mr. Mayor, oh, please well. calm down. <laughs> oh, I don't know. You work all day. 
Billy, any leisure time to call your own? No, I no. don't even get to read anymore. Because let me tell you, I am usually kept very no, busy. I'm sure, but if you just and let then me come... you find out people saying things about you behind your back, and you don't even know about it until somebody asks you along for an interview. I'd sooner people just told me straight to my face. Yeah. If I don't like something, I just come out and say it. Yeah. I mean. I don't like your T-shirt, for example. Why? I just don't. Why? It's not my colour. It wouldn't fit me. But you're not wearing it. Yes, but I am imagining me wearing it, and the idea's not appealing to me at all. Don't you do that? Don't you look at people and think, ooh, what would I look like in that? Yeah. Well, I don't go up and tell them I don't like what they're wearing, do I? I don't go up to people and tell them that. You just did. Yes, but this is different. You're right here, aren't you? You're sitting right here. Yes, I'm sitting opposite you, and you've just said Mr. to Marlow, me that you... Mr Marlowe, let me make one thing perfectly clear. We don't choose our parents, do we? No. I was raised... By my parents, the only way they knew, and that was to call a spade a spade. My mother did that. My father sometimes did that. And it's the way I made. All right. For instance, you see, there are some people, and I won't say who, there are some people who say that even after all this time, they're still not sure about the Swiss. Now... What are you talking about? Well, well, I say... Quite frankly, I am not sure about us. Do you see? Why are we meant to be so impressive compared to the Swiss or or or, or the Albanians or or, or who else is there? Uh, Venezuela? Right. Singapore. Singapore. That's another country, isn't it? Canada. Uh, uh, Sri Lanka. Uh, 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 Guinea Bissau. Uh. Are we still talking about my T-shirt? Actually, we have had. I'll tell you. We have just had a young couple from Antwerp. Now, that is in Belgium. And they have just settled down here. Permanent residence. And, and uh, uh, he, he's some kind of uh, artist. And she's a... Uh, 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 what is it? Fitness instructor, I think. Do you see what I'm getting at? Yeah. Exactly. You'd like Piffling to be inclusive. <gasps> I think we are inclusive, Mr Marlowe. I am not sure who you live next to. What is their nationality? English. And the other side? English. Uh, opposite? Um, Welsh, I think. Ah, there you are. I mean, I met a woman the other day and she was talking to somebody who had daughters in Beijing. <laughs> so it all adds up. Hmm. Do they still live there? No. No, they moved back to Ireland. Right, yeah. So I think that these critics of yours ought to take a long, hard look at themselves. Yeah. Uh, Mr Mayor? Yes? These, uh, these critics... What about them? I, um, I, uh, made them up. Sorry? Yeah. I, I was just, um... Hey, hey! I was playing devil's advocate. I just just wanted to get a discussion going. You made them up? It was a difficult question and 
I didn't want you to feel less of me, so I... Um... Well, now I don't know what to think. Oh, I'm so sorry. This is just so typical of you media types, isn't it? Can't get a straight answer out of any of you. Now, Mr Mayor, I don't you think... You are it's... fundamentally dishonest. And I don't just mean you. I mean all of you. Take television, for instance. You take television. I don't trust it. Never have. Never will. Why not? What? What? Why not? Are you really asking me? Yeah. What is it about television that you don't trust? The editing! What about it? For God's sake! Look, when they cut from one shot to another, I always want to know what's happening in the shot we've just left behind, you see? What is it they aren't showing us? Answer me that if you can. What aren't they telling us? Bloody hell. Exactly. I never tweaked. Every time I see some editing, I write to them. Whoever it is, the BBC or UK Gold, I ask them what it is they are not telling me. And you know what? They hardly ever write back. And when they do, I don't believe them. You know, this is just like this bloke what lived round the corner from me when I was growing up. Really? Yeah. Got done in this huge scandal, you see. Because what he'd do was invite children, big groups of them sometimes, to the shed at the bottom of his garden. <gasps> and do you know what he did? No. He would take an owl, a barn owl or, you know, he'd take an owl and bite its head off, clean off. He would bite the heads off all the owls, hundreds of them. Oh, my God. Sometimes he'd take one and squeeze and squeeze until his head popped off, like that. And when I asked him why, <laughs> this was years ago, he said it was because he was trying to find the tiny little people who live inside them. Government surveillance, he said. He'd bite an owl's head off and look inside to try and find the little people pulling their little switches and making the owl's heads go right round like they do. And he'd keep biting the heads off until he found them. Sidney, he said to me once, and I'll never forget this, never trust an owl, never ever trust one of them bloody owls. And you know what, Mr Mayor? I never did. I will have that coffee, thank you. Sorry? Oh, oh, sure. Um, just let me... Uh... I'll tell you what. Should we turn this off for a second? It's your interview. Right, let me... Uh, how do I do the old... We should probably have an owl sanctuary. Yeah. Mm. There we are. Sid, Desmond, was written by David K. Barnes and was performed by Paul Putner as Sid Marlowe and Steve Hodson as the Mayor. Desmond. The music was composed and conducted by James Whittle. The programme was recorded at the RNIB Talking Book Studios and was directed and produced by Andy Goddard and John Wakefield.
I don't think I'm going to look at an owl in the same way again. To be honest, I've never trusted him. No. Anyway, thank you for listening to 15 Lives. Yeah, thanks, guys. (laughs) We really, really (laughs) hope you enjoyed uh, Sid Desmond. Um, And we're only £2,000 now away from being able to make you Series 2. Yeah, and don't forget, there's an absolute ton of wicked rewards that we've got on our Kickstarter. If you chuck in 25 quid, you get access to our archive, the very first reading, uh, all the access to the sporadic live shows we did across the year, which all sound amazing and hilarious and let you into a world that you wouldn't be able to get if you weren't there at the time. But that said, uh, like that will really help us get towards that higher goal of 10 grand, where we can give you a whole Christmas episode that'd be amazing. But please do just chuck in what you can afford. Because everyone, everyone who donates to the Kickstarter will get that uh, Christmas episode if we reach that £10,000 stretch goal. But until the next time we speak to you, which will be... £8,000. £8,000 when Series 2 is, is confirmed. funded. <laughs> uh, it's uh, goodbye from us. Thank you very much again. See ya.